test one two one two it's Kevra G coming live to you y'all didn't know I was a rapper did you what's up everybody you were listening to another episode of perfection unfolding with me Kara G this is your go-to philosophy and self-health podcast where we do some deep dives into tools that help you with self-discovery self-love self-actualization um and I'm kind of just doing the work on my end and sharing what I learn along the way with hopes that it helps you guys. And also I spill the tea on my life and, and just give you all the dirty details while I'm living it. Um, it's kind of a social experiment for myself and, and also a way to embody what this work looks like. It is messy. It's confusing. It's lonely. It's heartbreaking. It's exciting. It's validating. Um, and, and, just the rest of the spectrum of human emotion, um, the full spectrum of human emotion. Um, I'm here to just give it to you each week in and out. This is episode 14. So if you're new here, welcome. Happy to have you. And if you've been rocking with me, God bless you. <laughs> I'm so grateful for all of you guys for coming and joining me on this journey. Now to get things started, as per usual, I'm going to ask you guys to find a comfy seated position. If you're driving, you know not to close your eyes when we do this, but this is our gift of gratitude section where we're just going to take a couple deep breaths together, take a moment of silence with ourselves and just think on things that we're grateful for. In It could be in this physical moment, things that happened to you last week, things that are happening to you in the future, whatever it is, I want you to take a second and sit nice and comfy, kind of ground yourself in your environment, close your eyes if you're able to. And we're going to take three deep breaths together. Here we go. Breathe in. And exhale. And inhale. Nice, big, deep breath. And exhale. And last one, really just appreciate your body for what it is and for being here now and showing up. Breathe in. (sighs) Exhale all that negative energy, that carbon dioxide, whatever it is, get it out of your system. And I hope you just, there's just a couple things that you can just sit in gratitude for. For me personally, I can feel in my chest, my inhales were a little bit shallow and my exhales were like so much bigger. (laughs) And I think it just speaks to kind of the tension I've been holding in my body recently. I've actually woke up with a little bit of a sore throat a couple days ago, which I know is in direct reflection to the lack of nutritional food I've been eating. Um, Not that I've fallen off the wagon, but I've definitely been like dipping my toes off the wagon in terms of food um because last week we had a power outage and so I literally ran out of food and so I had to eat ramen like three days in a row and that kind of messed me up but but anyway um so yeah I hope you hope there's some things you're grateful for I'm grateful for you if that makes you feel better about life in general I'm grateful for me and I'm also just grateful for um, some things I wrote down. I said, I'm grateful for the clarity I have in my gifts and in my intuition. Um, (laughs) I've been out here in this new place at this new job for about two months now. And um, 
it's given me a lot of time to think and a lot of time to reflect and a lot of time to just like get to know myself on a level that is just deeper than I've ever gone before, I think. And that's not even to be dramatic. Like me and myself, we have a very deep, powerful connection. Well, a little connection. I mean, a relationship. And I listen to her now and she's been telling me so many things. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, what? Are you sure? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for the clarity that I've gotten. Um, just in myself and in my vision and in my, where I want to do, where I want to go, where I want to be, who I want to be. I'm grateful for my ability to be big and to take up space. I remember being a kid and I was like afraid of how much space I could take up. And if I wasn't afraid, then I was just like always reaching for taking up more and more space. Like if it was in like a performance environment, I was always like, why can't I take up as much space as them? Like they're so big, they're so full out. And then I would totally like invalidate the space that I did take up, which I take up a lot of space. And like, and it's such a lesson in that people are always going to be bigger and better than you, but it doesn't mean that you're not big and big and, and, and good, you know, big and good at what you do. Um, so yeah, I realized recently that when I'm put into rooms, into small rooms, I take up a lot of space. And then when I'm put in place in bigger rooms, I still take up space, but sometimes I, I intentionally make myself small because taking up space makes me feel scary and intimidating. And it's come to my attention recently that that's still true. Um, people are still intimidated by my energy. And it's been a long time since I've been met with that. Um, but it was a reminder. And, it, and at first it kind of irritated me. And then I sat with it and I said, you know what? Thank you for this. Like, thank you for reminding me that I am too big to be here. Um, which I'll get into that more later, but I am grateful for my ability to know when something is or isn't for me, which goes hand in hand with my bigness. Like if the people around me, if the environments around me cannot handle my bigness, which again, I spent a long time playing small and I'm finally standing in my bigness, then that, that space is not for me. Those people are not for me. And it's, it's not for lack of trying you know, but you just have to accept things for what they are. You know, you can't go everywhere and just try to change everything to, to fit your needs, to fit what you're about. You just, you're the independent variable. You can get up and move. Right. So I'm grateful for my ability to know when, when and where I'm meant to be. Right. And when and where I'm not supposed to be. Um, I'm grateful for in the theme of this episode, I'm grateful for reje rejection. I am grateful for redirection and we will get into that more in a little bit. I'm grateful for confirmation from the universe that I'm on the right path, right? And redirection and, and rejection, two things that, that help calibrate me and help remind me. They are the contrast I experience that reminds me that, oh, right, like the, I'm being rejected because I'm not supposed to be here, <laughs> you know, like I'm. I'm meeting this conflict because I'm not supposed to be here. Like, this is not my intended path. And maybe it is my intended path, but just for this period of time. And now it's time to pivot, right? I'm grateful for words that bring me to tears. Um, this is so childish, but I know I finished The Artist's Way like last week, but there was the epilogue that I still had to finish. And just reading the epilogue, bro, about how to create an artist circle and a sacred circle and how to create community around art with people who support you, who value you, who respect you in your work. 
like just brought me to tears because I just want that so bad. And maybe I have that and maybe I just haven't been aware of it and I haven't been open to that. And I'm, I'm fully, I take full responsibility for that, but I'm so ready for that, bro. I'm so, so ready, like to be around my people, you know, all the time. (laughs) I have people all over the world who are my closest and best friends. Um, and, and I, and I'm, and I went through a phase of life a couple of years ago where I, I went out of my way to be a better friend, to cultivate and to build up those relationships in a way that was intentional. Um, and, and that was amazing. However, I've been in a season of, of selfishness, like of, of needed selfishness um, to the point where, you know, not that I've fallen off of my friendships, but I have not been the friend that I've wanted to be. And that's for, you know, financial reasons. It's for uh, just things I've had to handle by myself. You know, I was in a relationship for a while, which we all know that when you get in a relationship, like you tend to duck off from your friends a little bit because you have a built-in best friend who you can hang out with all the time. Um, and And so now I think I'm finally, I'm ready to lean on my people again. I'm ready to intentionally dive into my friendships again and to lean on them and to like reinvigorate them because I think all of my friends, my closest best friends, we are all feeling alone. We are all feeling like disconnected in a way, still doing our best, but still failing. We're missing the mark of where we could be and that's okay. You know? So I think I'm, I tend to hermit, I tend to hermit mode when I'm in pain and I think I'm done doing that. Like, I think, I think the time I needed, I've taken and I'm ready to be back. I'm ready to be around my people. And I'm ready to, like, if I, if, if I'm, if this is a holistic life, you know, self-help podcast, philosophy podcast, if they're the 12 wheels of my life, you know, in the relationship se- section, I would be at like, like a two instead of a 10. Right. Whereas in the, the self, the relationship with myself section, I would be like a 10, like my relationship with myself. I'm, I got it. We are good. We're on the same page. We're journaling every day. We're checking in. Like me and her, we're locked in. I feel so connected to myself, but I don't feel connected to my people, right? And it takes because it takes work. It takes intentional effort to connect with your people. Um, and that was my little rant on that. Um, I'm grateful for my sensitivity. I know I say this pretty much every week, but I have to keep reminding myself that my sensitivity is what connects me to everything. It's like my thumbprint. It's like you know how you're how your tongue has the most nerve endings in like your entire body, probably outside of your genitals or in comparison to your genitals, it's probably on on par, especially if you're a woman. Um, Like if a hair touches your tongue, like you can feel every single piece of that hair and you're just like, ew, get out of my mouth, you know? And it's uncomfortable for a second, but those same taste buds, when you, when you eat like a delicious food that's crunchy and creamy and savory and sweet, like you get both, you get both experiences with the same, with the same muscle. Right. And my sensitivity is the same way. You know, like I can't be, I can't just be grateful for my sensitivity when I'm in love and I'm feeling all the feelings and I feel, and I'm, 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 you know, everything's so intense when it's good, but like, and then when it's intense and it's not as good or, you know, it's unhelpful, then all of a sudden it's a burden. Like, no, it's, it's my secret weapon. It's my talent. It's my skill. It's the thing I can offer the world. Um, it's the thing that sharpens my perspective and gives it depth. And, um, 
makes me interesting, I think. So I'm grateful for my sensitivity. Um, and, and last but not least, like I am, <laughs> I am so grateful for my family. Like they support me through everything and probably believe in me more than I believe in myself. I was on the phone with my mom and my dad the other day and my family's not perfect. Okay. Don't get me wrong, but they're pretty incredible. And I was on the phone and I was talking to them about just the things I'm struggling with and things I'm trying to do and trying to figure out this business thing and figure out how, what I want to do next and planning my vision and doing all this stuff. And literally when, when I have an idea or when I say something <laughs> and I'm like, you think I could do that? My mom goes, absolutely. And my dad goes, sure. Like just with, just with this calm, cool, collected assuredness that, that I can do it, that Everything I've done, everything I've said so far, I've, I've I've done it and I've I've blown them out of the water. Now, I don't know if their expectations are high or low or not, but it's just like, it's something that I don't ever want to take for granted that I know I have. I have, like, it is 100% a privilege to have your nuclear family, like, believe in you as much, if not more than you believe in yourself. Like, I've had this blind confidence my entire life. And I think I've talked about this in the past, or maybe I'll dive deeper into it in the future. That it feels like my superpower. Like, like I said a couple weeks ago, I I know what I can do when I know I can do it. Like I'm not afraid to do things that I know I can do. Right. But like, where does that come from? And I think that comes from you know, it's like white privilege, obviously, like, I don't want to discount that, you know, but just being in a world that has always supported white people and, and you know, told us that we could do whatever we want, which is kind of pissed me off my whole life because I'm not like particularly incredible at anything, but like society says that I am. So I'm just like annoyed, but, but there are things that I'm good at. And, and my parents, I have to thank for that. Um, my dad has this like delusional self-confidence but it's it's backed up by his ability to do it. Like he just does it. He just, I get that from my dad. And, and my mom even has that too. Like my mom has this, she's always just done things, you know, things just appear and she's like, sure. And then she does it and people are blown away. And my dad ha has this ability to show up to a job, have no idea how to do it. And then by day two or three, he's like the best at it because he's incredibly intelligent. Both my parents are incredibly intelligent. Um, my dad has the delusional like optimism and confidence that my mom lacks. However, like they're both pretty incredible people. And so I think I just grew up with it baked into me that like, if I wanted to do something, I could just do it. And for the most part, I've done it. Like <laughs> I've lived in Delulu and I've re I'm realizing at this very moment for a long time. I mean, for like, for instance, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, like my fun fact is that I once danced on live television on, on live with Kelly. And I remember walking into the studio with like my internship, uh, coworkers. And I looked to them as we're standing in line to get into the studio. And I said, I'm going to be the dancer of the day today. And they're like, wait, really? I said, yeah. And then we get into the studio and it comes time for the dance of the day. And like, they're like, who wants to do it? And I like jump up and I raise my hands in the air. And I start twerking in the audience and they're like, you, and they point to me and they point to like, you know, six other people out of the hundred people in the audience. 
And then we have to dance battle each other. We did like three rounds of dance battling. And I'm just like going for it. I'm dancing in front of 100 people, in front of Kelly Ripa, in front of Nick Lachey of, uh, I think he's 98 Degrees, um, aka Jessica Simpson's ex-husband. <laughs> um, and I'm just like hyping up the crowd and I'm clapping my hands and I'm doing my little dance. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and then I do my arm trick as like my last final move. And then they pick me. I had to beat out a 60-year-old lady on, there on her birthday wearing like a white dress and a sash that said, and she was like, it's my birthday. And I was like, I don't care. It's my, it's my performance chance. And, I, and, then, and then I danced on live TV and I just did it because I said I would, because I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like just, just weird stuff like that. Um, I wanted to go to the Super Bowl and I made it happen, like with the support of family and friends and, and, um, you know, using my dad's hotel points and I, because it was just an opportunity that was cool. And people were like, yeah, go, you deserve this. Like you're, you're a great photographer, like go do this cool thing. So you have stories to tell, you know, like people have just randomly supported me and I've just kind of randomly like followed through I, I don't know it's just it's very odd so that whole rant just just to say that like I appreciate my my parents specifically and my family in general I think in my mind I compare myself to like all of the the best of the best right which it's like if you're gonna do something like if you're gonna be a bear be a grizzly that's something my dad always says because he's a classic American man named Bob you know if you're gonna be a bear be a grizzly and so I've always looked at the grizzlies of the world. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely not as good as that. But in terms of regular everyday life, like I am like everything I do, I do it to the best of my ability. I do it with integrity and, and I'm always learning and I'm always growing. And I think there's something to be said for that. And I have my parents to thank for that. So thank you, mom and dad. I appreciate you a lot. <laughs> my dad once I wrote him a side note. I wrote him a my freshman year of college, I had a moment of gratitude for my for my parents um, about like my first semester freshman year when I realized that people in college, not all of them were very smart and not all of them were very bright and not all of them were very capable. And I basically wrote this Facebook post just saying like, I'm so grateful for parents who taught me how to teach myself, you know, taught me how to do things and to be alive and to be capable and to be um to put an effort and to live in integrity. And my dad printed that Facebook post, framed it and put it up on his wall in his office. So like, that's the kind of support we're talking about. And I don't think I've given them, I'm going to like cry. I don't think I've given them enough credit. Oh. And so I'm doing that now publicly again, but he just can't print this one out and that's okay. <laughs> it doesn't have to live on the internet for free. Um, so that's what I'm grateful for. And, and I hope, I hope there's some things in your life that you can think on that are maybe in the same vein as this. Um, and maybe they're smaller, like maybe, maybe the things you're grateful for are just like getting through the day, right? Feeding yourself nutritional food, getting that extra hour of sleep, doing the thing you said you're going to do. Like it doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. You know, me, I'm always introspecting. I'm always thinking about thinking. So my gift to gratitude sections tend to be a little bit more heady, but, but I do sit and think about the small things because if you're not grateful for the small things, it's really hard to be grateful for the big things, you know, because the small things are what make you realize like you're not just surviving, right? Like you, you are thriving. Like things are good. You are taken care of. You are doing what you said you're going to do. And, um, and life is good.
And so that moves me into um, some life updates. Um, I'm recording a little bit earlier in the day. So if you hear my roommates walking into the house, I do apologize. <laughs> um, but some new life updates. So this past week, two weeks, I've been really inspired um, to start pressing the gas on building out a new website for both this podcast and for the services that I will be providing um, through the Perfection Unfolding Umbrella. So I'm very excited about that. I will be launching that soon. Um, it took me probably, excuse me, like three hours to build out just you know, the first landing page of the website, but I'm very excited because it feels like my vision is finally coming together. Like all this vision work, all of this sitting down and writing out what I actually want to do is working. Like this 12 week year, even though I'm still writing out what I want my actual 12 weeks to look like, just sitting down and getting clear about what I value and what I want and where I want to go and who I want to be, that work alone, I'm not even halfway through the book, is changing my life. And changing the way I structure how I get things done and um, is kind of quantum leaping me into my next chapter, whether it, I'm scared of it or not. So new website on the way. It's going to be launching soon. I will have more information for you soon, um, but I'm very excited. It's going to the website is essentially going to include um, uh, <clears throat> a new like VIP perfection unfolding community that will have some goodies in there, like an extra podcast episode every month and some other good stuff that I'm, I'm still figuring out what exactly to offer. So if you have any ideas, please email me at perfectionunfoldingpod at gmail.com. If there's exclusive content, if there's any specific topic that you want to dive in a little bit deeper, like the community is going to be where that's going to happen. Um, for exclusive content. Um, we're really just going to do it up. I mean, this podcast has been so inspiring for me um, as a creative and just as a business owner and as somebody who wants to provide value to the people who are looking for it. Um, so that's all coming together. So stay tuned. And while I'm on the topic, please like, follow, share, subscribe the podcast, rate, review it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Show it some love. Give it a five-star review. Share it with a friend. Post it to your story. Tag me at Kara G. Campbell on Instagram or the podcast at Perfection Unfolding Pod. Um, and let me know you're listening. Like, let me know your thoughts. DM me. I am, listen, this is a small operation. It's just me. <laughs> so you're not going to be getting a bot. You're going to be getting me, a conversation with me. So um, do all that stuff because even though I know I've been stagnant with my content online, that will be changing very soon. Uh, and that's what I'll say on that. So if you want to be the first to know when, when the website's up, follow us, like us, subscribe us, watch us um, on YouTube as well. And it's going to be a party. I'm excited where this podcast is going. We're 14 episodes in. Like this is a full flown, this is a full fledged operation. Like I'm not going anywhere. Um, I'm, st I'm also starting some life updates um, to... Uh, reach out to people about coming onto the podcast and bringing on some interviews to, to, to dive deeper into certain topics that I'm interested in. So again, if you have any ideas, thoughts, topic suggestions, email me at perfectionunfoldingpod at gmail.com or slide into my DMs. Like it's not that serious. Like we can just have a chit chat. Um, so in the same vein as last week, I, kind of with my life updates, I told you about the things I'm struggling with, things I'm focusing on. I'm not going to spend too much time on them. 
because I want to get into today's topic, but my current struggles and let me know if it's helpful. It's helpful to like do this, but I'm going to keep doing it because I think, like I said, in the beginning of the show, like, I think it's important to showcase what it looks like to do this kind of self-development work to, to, to live an aligned life. You have to go through the shit. You know what I mean? You have to sift through the shit and uh, that happens every day. Like you have to sift through your shit constantly because you know one minute you're like oh I shoveled up this shit and now I have this clean space and then you look to your left you're like god dang it I have more shit over here you know and it's like little crevices and um and you're just always discovering stuff in new places and it's never going to be perfectly clean because shitting is a part of the human experience you know there's always going to be new shit because you're always eating more food right it's just a part of the process right like shit has a purpose it's you can use it for for composting. You can use it to grow new things, right? And that's kind of this analogy. I know it has to do with poop, but that's kind of what I'm doing with this, with this process of what am I struggling with? And then what am I focusing on to like help with those struggles? So this past week, some things that came to mind, um, I made a boo-boo. Okay. I messed up. I blew up on my coworkers over the weekend and it was kind of just like all my frustration came to a head and they happened to be there and I'm not proud of it. And I took out my anger onto them and they didn't deserve that. And I did apologize, but I just think it's important to note that like, there's always going to be new shit to deal with. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. And like, it doesn't matter how much work you've put in like I've put in so much time and effort to show up as the person that I want to be to show up as the person I know I'm capable of being and I do that successively nine times out of ten but they got me on that tenth that tenth try that tenth day that tenth try like you know I've been saying this every week like still grieving you know still not a hundred percent still frustrated with my situation still and it's like new frustrations come up every day like with my finances and with my inability to go anywhere and with with like there's snow and then last week there was two power outages but we still have to go to work and we're shoveling and we're we're making it work and we're pivoting we're pivoting we're pivoting and you know I like to I like to think that I am a flexible person which I am I 100% am but when your whole life is like unstable in so many areas and you're trying to put out all these fires all the time, it's exhausting. Right. And so they just caught me in my exhaustion and I'm not proud of blowing up. Like I, I, w- I wish I would have had the strength and the energy to hold my tongue and to not act out in such a bratty whiny little way. But to be honest with you, like I needed to get that shit off my chest because what had been happen what's been happening is that i've been i've been speaking to the people you know who i've been having some some struggles with in a way that i want to be spoken to and i think what happened was that they just don't hear they don't hear it until i'm crying they don't hear it until i'm yelling they don't hear it it's, and it's it's like i'm talking it's like i'm talking to my brother when he was 15 you know what i mean like He's just being himself and like, it's hurting my feelings. And, you know, he doesn't know, he doesn't care until you yell and scream 
or even my dad, you know, it's honestly, it's really, it's really how my dad operates in a lot of ways. Um, or it's how my dad would say my sister operates. Like she only, they would always say like, she only hears things when you're yelling and screaming, which to me, I don't look looking back and knowing how children operate. That's not true. But, um, it's just like, uh, it's this weird wound where everybody's communicating to each other in this really unhelpful way. And I'm like trying to come in and, and communicate in a healthy way, but nobody hears me. And like, I have this big wound around being unheard and I just, I don't know how to fix it until I remove myself from the situation, but I'm unable to remove myself from the situation, right? Because I live and I work with these people. So I blew up. I'm not proud of it. Um, I've been struggling with that, with just all of things that kind of brought me to that pinnacle moment. Um, but I did apologize. I did repair. I did have like a small conversation. It wasn't the last conversation we'll have, but, um, you know, I did have the, I did have the courage and the humility to apologize almost immediately once I calmed down. Um, I've also been, like, like I said before, I've been struggling speaking to people in the way they hear versus the way I want to speak, which is with kindness and respect. Um, yeah, not my proudest moment, but I think it's important to note that like, I'm not just the culmination of all my all the moments that I'm ashamed of, you know, and I'm not even ashamed of it because I did apologize and I did recognize what was happening. And I did, um, have the self-awareness to realize like that wasn't cool. Right. Which that's a step in the right direction. Like in the past, I would have probably blown up and still been like, it's their fault. And they, they need to come apologize to me and blah, 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 which trust me, little remnants of that try to poke their poke their head out every single day. And I'm like, you know, that that's not true. <laughs> you silly little ego. Um, also I've been struggling with, I messed up my, my food, my nutrition this past week. Um, especially, especially yesterday during the Super Bowl. Um, there was like 20 people over the house and everybody brought pizza and M&Ms, which are my Achilles heel, peanut M&Ms and cookies. And, you know, I had already bought myself a pint of ice cream because I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little pick me up because I haven't been out of the house and I haven't been spending money. But then I didn't realize that I was going to buy that pint of ice cream, eat the ice cream, and then be surrounded by all these other goodies, you know? So my nutrition's been slacking. And what's the consequence of that? Waking up with a little bit of a sore throat, waking up tired, waking up bloated. Um, I didn't work out yesterday because of all the sugar I ate and how late I stayed up, you know? So it's just like this trickle down effect. So I'm not super proud of that, um, which leads me into struggling with not accomplishing my goals. Um, I haven't, like I said before, I haven't fallen off the wagon but I've certainly like put my head over the side a little bit, just to, just to feel the wind in my hair, <laughs> you know, when really it's, it's, you know, it's just trying to pull me off the wagon. Um, so again, I keep using, like, I'm struggling with these things, but I keep using this cycle of like, not, I'm, of doing my best not to fall into shame by self-soothing and talking to myself like I'd be talking to a child, like, it's okay, like, you'll try again. You're not perfect right? Like you're going to have these, these moments and, and considering all the things I'm going through, it's like, I'm surprised you're not having a panic attack. You know, comparatively speaking, like you're doing really well. Um, so, you know, those are the couple struggles I've been dealing with and the things I've been doing to focus on it to uh, things I've been focusing on to help deal with these things slash work through them is I'm focusing on what I can do, what I can take care of. 
you know, thinking of myself as an independent variable and knowing that I am the, I'm the captain of the ship, right? I can decide how I, how I respond to things. I can decide how I show up. I can, I'm in full control of, um, whether or not I apologize, you know, I'm in full control of, of whether or not I blow up, you know, it's, but then it's also a point of like focusing on letting go of control, um, self-soothing and surrendering to what is right. And not, and I don't mean surrendering to what is and letting go of control, like in those moments where, you know, you need to, in order to keep and maintain healthy relationships, you do need to, to have a certain level of self-control, right? I'm not speaking to that in terms of this. What I am speaking to though, is just like, if you're in an environment that you don't necessarily like, just allow yourself to not like it, you know? And then allow yourself to, to find the good in that situation or not the good, but to find the helpful pieces of that situation, to find it, how, in which, in what ways it works for you, right? At least until you can change your environment because you are the independent variable, right? You can pick yourself up and move, right? But you could either surrender to your environment and accept it for what it is and decide what you do and don't like, or you can go the other way and be in an environment you don't like and try to change everybody else around you and then can continuously be disappointed by their behavior, by how they show up, um, you know, and then you fall into this victim mindset where like, it's everybody else's fault that you're not happy, right? Which isn't helpful. And it's also not true. Like nobody can make you happy. Nobody can make you sad. Nobody can make you um, like do anything. Like I said before in previous episodes, like people can be dicks. People can be jerks. People can can exhibit behaviors you don't like. But guess what? You you have every every right and every choice to like walk away from that situation whenever you want. It's just a matter of figuring out an exit plan that makes sense for you. So letting go control, surrendering to what is. I've been focusing on letting myself play um, in flow state when I'm sitting down to be productive versus trying to, this goes back to the control thing, versus trying to control every single little thing that I'm trying to do, right? Like, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. It's like, yes, have a goal, right? But don't be so tied to how you get there. Right. That's kind of what I'm focusing on, because as a creative person, I have never been able to just do the straight across like I have there. I'm at A. I need to get to B. I'm just going to walk straight across. I'm going to do the thing that said I was going to get there. I'm just going to walk. and It's going to be great. Like my process, which I think most people can relate to, is kind of indirect proportion uh, proportionality to like how my brain processes information as someone with ADHD. It's a roller coaster. Right. It goes wee, 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 left, right, up, down, center, swirl around, you know, corkscrew. And then eventually I get to be. Right. But like, I'll get to be. I just have no idea the route it's gonna take me. But all that matters is that I have the the vision and the the desire to get to be. And as long as I don't try to control how I get there and still kind of keep keep a framework of the things I need to hit to in order to get there, because there are steps you have to take, um, things just flow way better for me. So letting go of control is something I've been focusing on, trying to be more in flow state, trying to be less like um, less of a drill sergeant when it comes to accomplishing things. Because again, I've said this before, 
little you does not do does not do well when you're barking orders at it like it doesn't understand capitalism it just wants to paint and play and dance okay so find a way to play you know like make work fun or at least that's what i'm doing that's what i'm trying to do um i'm letting i'm focusing on letting my intuition guide me and not so much my ego because my ego when i'm uncomfy it tries to do everything in its power to get me to not be uncomfy right it's just like leave do this bye and it's just giving me all these it's all these demands these barking orders and it's making everything feel so urgent like you have to get do this right now or you're never going to be able to do it ever again and if you blah 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 like it's just scared and i and in the in the the uh vein of increasing my capacity to be uncomfortable because a lot of the things i'm trying to do do take being uncomfortable to get them done especially like even if it's something that's helpful for me um i'm trying to quiet that ego that urgent ego voice and drop into my body um like yes my emotions but more just my gut like because my gut will tell me and i've said this before like the energy is like you know what to do just do it like you know this isn't right for you or you know this is right for you pursue this this would be this would be a good side quest for you or you know just it's just this energy of like you'll figure it out you got it it's okay you got it are you uncomfortable yeah like this is how i talk to myself in my journal i'll ask it questions i'll ask myself questions and i'll say like like why is this happening to me and and they're just like well because of this this and this it is just so matter of fact and i'm like well well, what do you think I should do about this? And they're like, well, you could do this or this. You know, it just gives me that. It just gives me, I say it, my higher self, my my intuitive voice. Um, she just, she tells it like it is. She's like, you you already know these things. I mean, thank you for coming to me to clarify. But like, this is the truth. That is the truth. You can do this or that. This will happen if you do that. This will happen if you do this. And that's just it. Like, choose whichever one you want and just accept the consequences for what they are. You know, like, it's that thing of, that's that thing. I've seen it on TikTok. People talk about it where we we get so caught up in making the right choice um, as if any choice we make is going to, like, if we choose the wrong one, we're going to be punished. You know what I mean? It's like, there is no wrong choice. All you can do is just make a choice experience the consequences of that choice, whether it be positive or negative, whether it be helpful or hurtful, and then just choose something else. Like that is what being alive is all about. There is no wrong choice. You're not going to be punished for experiencing. We're here to experience. And in experiencing, we experience the full spectrum of human emotion, disappointment to elation. Like it's, it's all a part of the game. And I know when we think well, I want to make the right choices and I want to make the choice that's going to make me feel the best. It's like, of course, you know, but again, there's nothing you're going to do in this life. Like in this episode title, like choose your heart. There's nothing you're going to do that doesn't take being uncomfortable. You're either uncomfortable in the short term for things that are helpful for you in the long term, or you're uncomfortable in the long term for things that are comfortable for you in the short term. Like there is no getting out of being uncomfortable right? Working out is uncomfortable. Choose your heart. Being in a healthy relationship can be uncomfortable. Choose your heart. Being in, un being in an unhealthy relationship can be uncomfortable. 
choose your heart. You know what I mean? It's just like no matter which way you slice it, um, it you're you're going to be experiencing some some uncomfortability. So, what the hell was I talking about? <laughs> I went on a rant, bro. Um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I am a little bit all over the place today. Um, but again, it's part of the process. It's important for me to document. Um, I'm not always going to be polished and pretty. I'm not always going to just have everything all perfectly laid out and have a, a script of beautifully poetically written words ready for you. Um, this is me and I'm, I'm focusing on trying to reel in the chaos, um, through this practice. I'm doing it with you. Um, so yeah, that's me. I said all that because I'm I'm focusing on letting my intuition guide me. Um, I'm also, um, I'm, I am officially pivoting. And I'm going to say this kind of quietly just in case anybody's listening, but um, I'm officially pivoting like in my career life. It's important to know, it's important for me to know what's, it's important to know what's for you and to move through the world accordingly. Um, and with that, as of right now, when you're listening to this, I am, I've decided what I'm doing next. I'm not going to say it in explicit words, um, but it's going to involve more change because I, I'm a glen for punishment. But I just, I spoke to my mom and we just kind of talked about it. Just like the things I'm trying to do, like going back to being too big, like even before I came out here and um, even before I quit my last, you know, big girl job. I'd been applying to jobs left and right, you know, I've been applying and applying and applying. And I just, I just don't think anybody knows what to do with me because to be honest with you, I don't know what to do with me outside of like, no, outside of the things I know I can, I can do. Right? like, I don't know where I fit in, in a capitalistic world. I don't like, I kind of cornered myself with my skill set at my last job because it was a little bit of everything. Um, and so when I apply to big companies, you have to be a little bit more niche down and a little bit more of an expert in a specific area. And I'm just not, I'm not an expert. Like I am a nicheless ninja <laughs> in the words of Glow Atanmo. Um, she's an incredible creator I follow on the internet who's very inspirational, who's living her best, her best life. Um, and this like relationship where she's met her husband and I kind of got to follow her whole, her whole relationship and how that's unfolding. But but she's just like, um, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So she created this whole community called Nicheless Ninjas that I joined. And it's all about being an entrepreneur without a niche. You know, she's a creator. She's a travel blogger. She's a, she's a, a business coach. She's all these things. And she refuses to put herself in a box. And I'm just like, yes. And my whole goal, which Glow, if you ever listen to this, please coach me. I met with her um, at the end of last year with hopes of being coached, but the program cost $10,000, you know, but she's that good. And I know she's that good. I know she's worth the money. And one day I know I will be worth that kind of money um, or the value I can provide will be worth that kind of money. But it takes, it takes time. It takes experience. It takes learning and it takes falling on your ass and getting back up and, and being like, you know, dying and being reborn over and over and over again. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm pivoting again. I am metaphorically dying so I can be reborn again. You know, I've done that a couple times just in the last couple months. And, um, I just, I just refuse to stay stagnant until I find the thing I'm looking for until I find 
the fulfillment I'm looking for, which I know I can only source from myself by myself. Like I, no, no company's going to give that to me. No, no job is going to give that to me, which leads me into the, just the topic of this, this week, which is, um, choosing your heart and letting rejection redirect you. Right. I have been in limbo now, like for a very long time. I've been rejected. Like I said, I've been applying to jobs since I, since I quit my last one a, a year ago. You know, I've probably applied to like 50 to 60, maybe 70 jobs. And I've been rejected by all of them. And it's not that I'm not talented and it's not that I don't have skills. It's just that it just doesn't make sense for people, I guess. Or maybe I don't know how to market myself. It's probably both. Who knows? But I've been in limbo and in this limbo state, like I've been rejected a bunch of times, like, but I'm finally, finally taking steps in the direction that I feel like in my gut I'm meant to. And I didn't do a super big deep dive on the topic of today's show. I just, because to, to be honest with you, I sat down to write about, you know, choosing your heart and letting rejection redirect you. And my brain is just so all over the place that I just, I, I just wanted to get on here and just talk, just talk my stuff, just talk my shit. Um, and on the topic of choosing your heart, like what I was speaking about earlier, you're going to be uncomfortable regardless. Like all of the best things in life are free, but a lot of them take being uncomfortable to get, to get to the fruit of them, right? Exercising is a great example. It's uncomfortable to exercise. Like you're literally tearing apart your muscles to build them back stronger, to build back like the muscle tissue to be stronger and more fortified uncomfy being sore uncomfy but you know what else is uncomfortable being so weak that you can't move your body the way that you want you can't climb the mountain you want to climb you can't get at some point get up out of a chair the way that you wish you could you can't take care of yourself you can't pick up your children you can't you know what i mean like when you don't it's like like both are uncomfortable situations but one feels a lot better one feels more aligned at least for me in my life. So I'm choosing that hard. I'm choosing the hard of partaking in a physical fitness regimen where I'm lifting weights and I'm using my body because what's crazy is that even though there's long-term rewards, there's, there's immediate rewards of the dopamine hit and like you're sweating and you're getting all the gunk out of your pores and it was just worth it. It was just, it's worth it every time. And even though it's easy to forget those like quick dopamine hits, and and long-term effects when you take care of yourself for a long period of time, as soon as you get back into it, you're reminded, you're like, oh yeah, this is why. I mean, for me, for speci specifically, every time I, I fall off from an exercise routine, whether, whether it's dancing, cardio, weight training, and I get back on, my body just, she rewards me so quickly. She's like, oh, I'm gonna tighten your little booty. Oh, I'm gonna tighten your little tummy. Oh, girl, look at you. You're looking good in these clothes. And I just get that reward of like, ah, I finally feel like myself again. And it's because I feel like myself when I'm moving my body, right? Same thing in relationships. Like I, I said earlier, choosing your heart, like you can either choose to be in a toxic relationship where you're constantly wanting your partner to change and you're constantly asking them to treat you the way you want to be treated. And they just don't like, that's uncomfortable, right? Or, or even worse, you don't, you're, you're in a relationship where you're not being treated the way you want to be treated and you don't say anything just because it, you're, you're just fine being with somebody and having somebody to, to hang around. 
right? You like totally throw your needs out the window and, and live this uncomfortable, unfulfilling life in this relationship that long-term isn't sustainable because you can only sustain that for so long, but just for the comfortability of like having somebody to sleep next to at night, you know what I mean? Or you could be put in the discomfort of going through, let's say a breakup because you know, it's not working so that you can eventually down the line, meet somebody who does meet your needs, who is who you want to be with. Right. And then it's like, you went through the discomfort of being single, of going through this, this breakup with this person you love so much, but to eventually find a relationship that works, that's sustainable, that makes sense. And then it's like, to sustain that relationship, you have to have some uncomfortable conversations. But it's like an instant gratification as soon as you have the conversation because then you realize you're aligned and you realize like, oh, that was a miscommunication. And then your bond is stronger and your intimacy is stronger and you just keep it moving like that. You know what I mean? And I could go on and on and on and on and on about choosing your heart. Um, and there's tons of Instagram clips on the internet that talk about this. Um, and in my current situation, I'm choosing my heart by like doing the uncomfortable thing of like letting go of control of letting go of like the need for safety right they say like great risk comes great reward but like if you've never taken risk before that's really freaking scary right and so for me I've never taken a risk in my career before the way that I'm taking a I'm about to take a risk um the, the way that I took a risk Back in June of last year when I quit my nine to five and did a handshake deal to work for, for a dance studio, you know, like that was a massive risk and it lasted for six months and then it, and then it didn't, and then it didn't work anymore. And so it's like, I've been continuing to apply to all these jobs and I've been trying to source this security and safety so I can pursue these riskier things. And I'm just realizing like, I'm not going to be able to reap the rewards of the risk I'm trying to do until I kind of dive in. And so now it's just figuring out how can I dive in in a way where I can still play the game of capitalism, you know? And I thought I could do that out here and I'm still doing my best. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I haven't given up, um, but it's just like a we'll see situation, but I think I have decided what I'm going to do next. And I'm not going to get into the, the details of it at this moment because it is my current life in my current situation. But, um, but what I will say is that I'm ready to do the hard thing. I'm ready to take the risk. I'm ready to be uncomfortable for a little bit because I believe in myself. And um, and yeah, that's I'm that's me choosing my heart. It's like I can either choose the heart of taking the risk on myself so that down the line I live a more fulfilled life or I could choose my heart of staying complacent, staying safe and living a totally unfulfilled life knowing that I'm not using my skills to the best of my ability, knowing that I'm not adding the value I know I can add to the world, right? Just keeping it to myself and just going to work and coming home and going to work and coming home. You know what I mean? So that's me choosing my heart. And, and also this let rejection redirect you. Like it is a skill to practice letting rejection redirect you or just course correct you if that's a better way if that's a, a more uh if that's an easier way to to understand like i keep getting re re rejected and rejected and rejected like i was speaking about earlier 
And I would say a year ago, it just felt like I was interpreting it as like, I'm not good enough. And like, I'm just, I don't have the skill set that I need to go where I want. Like there was a point where I was even taking like a UI UX course. Cause I was like, well, maybe I just need to uplevel my skills and maybe I just need to do all this and do that. And I've always pursued education f- almost exclusively from a, a lack mindset of like, I lack this. I'm not good enough at this. Like I need more education. I need more education. I need more. Like they have the answers. I don't like, I've had this dumb complex my whole life. And at some point, probably since I've been here, I just realized like, no, I'm just not supposed to be in those spaces. Like I'm not supposed to be with those people in those spaces doing that work. Like that's not where I'm going to be thriving. And to be honest with you, energetically, those people probably know that they're like, she's not going to like this environment. And recently I've applied for some jobs that I got rejected from very recently. Um, and I, one of the reasons I got rejected is because in my interview, I said, they said, what is your like long-term, you know, career goals? I said, well, my long-term career goals, I was so honest, which, you know, integrity is a blessing and a curse because I just, I can't lie, you know? And I said, you know, long-term, I want to be a business owner. I want to work for myself. I was like, but in the interim, I'd like to work at a place where I can do good work with people who care about their work and add value in a way that where, where I can use the skills I have to help people, you know, because it takes a long time to build a business. Right. And that's exactly almost verbatim what I said. And, uh, when I got the rejection email, they were just like, yeah, after reviewing your, your, uh, application, we just don't think it's a match with your long-term goals. And it's like, on one hand, I'm like, you're not wrong. But on the other hand, I'm like, you do realize like, my long-term goals are long-term. Like I need short-term like money, (laughs) you know what I mean? And when I first got the email, I was just like bummed and kind of pissed. Like I I caught a little attitude, you know, just like, what the hell, you know? And then I sat for like maybe 10, 20 seconds. And I was just like, they're not wrong. Like I'm too big for this, for this position. And I think they know that like, I'm too talented. I'm too skilled. I got too much going on. I've got too many dreams. I've got too many goals, right? To um, to be comfortable being there for a long period of time, and like, good for them for using their intuition, you know? Because because I'm not loyal to like a to any one place if it doesn't align. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be at a place for a long time if my boss cares about me and if the work aligns with like with what I'm good at, with the skills that I can provide that add value, you know, which are my creative skills. It's my photography, it's my videography, it's my uh, graphic design, it's my um, creative mind, right? Like that's how I can add value by helping people market their businesses or like at my last gig, I was helping promote a whole city, you know, and like the small businesses that were there, right? Who don't have these big budgets and they kind of depend on this this, that, that marketing to help promote them to the masses. And so I was like, I like this work. So it's cool work. And I had a boss that cared about me and it was dope. But if we're being honest, like I remember even in one of my one-on-ones with my last boss, she was like, why are you so upset? And I was like, cause I don't want to be here. I want to be a health coach <laughs> because we had this relationship where we were friends, you know, and she did care about me as a person, which I really appreciated. And she's like, well, that, that's your problem. You know, 
you don't see yourself growing doing this stuff. So like, of course you're unhappy, you know? And I think I do see myself growing because I have, I've, I've gotten a lot of perspective and I've had a lot of life experience between then and now. Um, but ultimately it's like, I do want to work for myself. Like that's the truth. You know, I have big dreams. I have big goals. Like I want to be an author and I want to give speech and I want to give talks or people like in front of hundreds and thousands of people. Like that's where I feel like I'm going. Like, I feel like that's the direction of my life. And again, I'm not married to it. Right. I'm not like, I'm not married to how I get there. I just know that that's in the cards for me. If I keep pursuing what my intuition tells me is for me, you know? So, but it, you know what? And all that being said, rejection still fine, still sucks. Okay. It doesn't feel good to be rejected. Especially it's like when you decided you wanted something, even if it was just for like a side quest and it ends up either a, like you're not getting it at all or B just not working out in the way that you thought it would, you know? And I think in a lot of ways, like just this whole experience for me being out here is it's rejecting me. It's like, what are you doing here? Why did you run away from all your people? You know what I mean? Why did you isolate yourself to the point where you have none of the things you love around you, none of the people you love around you, two things that you need to thrive, that you need to help you find balance in times of uncertainty, in times of chaos, in times of grief, you know? And you know what? Lesson learned. <laughs> I am letting this, this, re this rejection redirect me back to the path I know, I know I'm supposed to be on. And so that's my message I've got for you guys today. This isn't a long pod. There's no deep dive. There's no, you know, organized thought process. It's just me showing up here. And it's going to be like that sometimes. It's going to be just like this um, every once in a while where we just sit down and we just talk and I just tell you about my day. You know, I tell you about what I'm going through. Um, and so, yeah, that's all I got. I normally end these episodes with uh, some affirmations. And though I didn't write any down, um, I think some good ones to to include are, you know, you are capable. I am capable. Right? Like you can do hard things. Like you can be uncomfortable in pursuit of the things that are for you. You can in, you can increase your capacity for for discomfort in route to your dream life, right? Because you know you're gonna have to go through it anyway. So we might as well increase our capacity. Um know that you're loved, know that you're supported, know that you are incredible and magical and you are like perfection personified, right? Like that is the whole epitome of this podcast and of the show is letting your potential unfold, right? It's letting your dream life unfold in front of you one one little wave at a time, one little spiral at a time, right? It's appreciating the spirals down, the upward spirals and the downward spirals and letting them all just be what they are and, and basking in the perfection of what, of what is happening in front of you. And that all might sound cheesy and stupid, but it's just a philosophy I choose to, I choose to believe and it's helped me a lot. It helps me navigate uncertainty and discomfort and it gets like a warm hug at the end of the day of like, Everything is exactly 
the way it's meant to. And actually, I'll leave you with this. So in my in my creative doodling and in my vision mapping, um, I came up with the definition for perfection unfolding that I'm probably going to put on some merch that will be on the website soon. Um, but it's a definition and it says it's perfection unfolding noun. A patient knowing that everything is revealed in exactly the way it's meant to sourced from a divine energy, never rushed and always on time. And that was exactly almost exactly an hour. So we are exactly on time, never rushed. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You know what to do. Rate, five-star review the show, leave a review, email the pod if you've got a topic you want to talk about or you have something you maybe want to just share with the show that you maybe want some advice on. You can email me at perfectionunfoldingpod at gmail.com. You can follow me, your host, at Carrie G. Campbell on Instagram. You can follow the pod on Instagram at perfectionunfoldingpod or on YouTube at perfectionunfolding with Carrie G. That has been episode 14, you guys. I hope you have a happy Tuesday. I hope you fall in love with yourself a little more every day and find the beauty in being alive. And um, I love you. And that's all I got. I'll see you next Tuesday. Okay, bye.